Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek. And I'm Julian with Summit Machine. And this is episode 120, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's a cold Corona. <laughs> but I don't have any lime. Did you see her slip that in in the first like 4.5 seconds of the yeah, show? Yeah, that's right. We were like, <laughs> yeah, we might mention Summit Machine in the first 45 minutes, you know. And she was like, I got to get this in now. <laughs> yeah, I, I know how this rolls. She's like, thanks for having me on. Bye, <laughs> it's guys. actually really smart. It shows that you listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> otherwise we'll get off on a tangent for about 45 minutes and then we'll come back to the main topic. So, <laughs> Well, it sounds like I'm right at home because, yeah, I'm a talker, so... That's perfect. The tangent will lead to a tangent will lead to something obscure and then we'll go on to something else. And then we'll come right back around. That's what the (laughs) listeners come here for. That's exactly what they actually come here for. (laughs) It's more garage talk than anything else. The good news is since we have you on here, we'll have at least a little bit of tech talk today. I would imagine somewhat a little bit. We're definitely going to get into those giant or like three or three and a half inch links or something ridiculous that you made for that bouncer the other day. Hold on, hold on. We're already getting off topic. Oh, we are. First thing. We had a topic. Cinco, it, we're recording this oh, on yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Sorry for the confusion for listeners. Uh, hope you partied it hard, though. And you're welcome to crack another cold one when you listen to this episode. As you should, but you probably can't because you're or a mark. Yeah. Or okay. A mark. All right. Back to the 3.5 inch links. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. I can't even drink. That's no fair. Yeah, it's. That's actually a little bit, uh, we weren't really thinking about that. It's sad. We need to cry me a river. No. <laughs> Steve's crying you a Corona river. I am currently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yes, did we made, um, they're actually three inch diameter links. Inch. That, uh, that that was Jared Hindelang was the customer. And you know, he broke the first ones, right? Yes. That is, is a that, great so- way to think about my company is he broke the first set that we sent him. So, so I was going to, I was going to bring that up and now I think this is, so is that the picture that's been making its rounds on the off-road interwebs where there was like, I guess a taper at the end mm-hmm. and the, there was a huge uproar of people like, don't taper your links. Cause blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and it broke right at the taper. If, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Well, now I, one thing to know about me is I am quite full disclosure, maybe to my own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a couple less of recent, um, uh, I'd like to also, you know, kind of save my own, my own thoughts here or save my own soul. Um, we have made links for 15 years, roughly. I have probably, Summit Machine has probably produced, oh, I would say over 10,000, you know, links over the years. Um, I can think of maybe 15 to 20 that I've ever broke. Wow. So I think we have a pretty good track record. Yeah. Even though there's been a couple. The first one was uh, Chance Holloman. He did a really awesome build. Uh, It was an Ultra 4 car that he took to King of the Hammers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did some fantastic links for him that almost broke the internet. um, Because he did a (laughs) 1776 was the number of his car. And so it was a total patriotic theme. It was a white cage. And then... I might get these colors mixed up, but let's say the driver's side had red accent and the passenger side had blue accent. It was very, very cool. Nice. He had us do the links for him. And then we engraved, let's go Brandon on all the links for him. And they were anodized (laughs) red and blue. Um, So it was such an appropriate car for 
many reasons. And sadly, he came off a ledge in one of the obstacles down there and it just Did shattered, like split the end of the link. And so he, he, uh, hose clamped it and, uh, let's see, he had some ratchet straps yep. and some different things involved. He was able to get off trail, but, um, that was this year's, wasn't it? That was this yeah. year. Yes. Yeah, so and then the Jerry pictures. Spring was the last one that, uh, um, but, broke. I was actually going to look up. Um, yeah. So the first ones we did for Jared, I was just looking on my computer to make sure I had the details right. Um, they had a taper on the end and they ended up splitting. He's got kind of a rock bouncer style build. It's, I don't know if you actually saw it. It's a pretty kind of mm, air quotes, kind of. <laughs> It's more tube but, than not. Like that thing is, that? I said that thing is more tube than not tube. Like it is so yeah. much tubing. No, if you took off all the tubing and laid it out, you could make like a, a, a stripper pole that goes all the way to the moon or something. You oh, know, it's... A, a sizable <laughs> Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of, a lot of weight on there. And then, you know, he's, he, he bounces it and he, he pushes it. So, um, it definitely, it didn't hold up. And there's so many factors that come into splitting links. And I always talk to the customers when those, when those come up. But like I said, I can think of what's got reported back to me, you know, maybe 15 or 20 of the thousands and thousands mm -hmm. and thousands. And so we can't account for every scenario, unfortunately. Yeah. And even no, I mean, I don't want to like trying to trash anything, by the way. Um, I just, I know that Probably a bunch of listeners have seen that picture. It may have been even posted in the TOP Trail Riders page, if I recall. I think, um, yeah, I shared it. And there was, you know, there was a big uproar of like, everybody's an expert on the internet, right? So they're like, don't do it this way. Don't do it that way. And blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I'm an engineer. I know like in, in, in compression and tension, that taper doesn't do anything, right? It's not hurting anything. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing, and you, you probably know more than I, but like something came down right or the, the vehicle came down right on the link at that right near the, the spherical join, I have to assume. Um, but there, I, maybe there's something else going on too. It could be that it could be a series of things that it's been a hairline fracture for many, many, many months at many, right. many obstacles. And just that was the last straw. Um, yeah. You know, I not, not to, <laughs> ever say that we aren't a component in things because my personal philosophy is it's hardly ever one thing that creates a failure. It's usually a few things going on that creates a failure. Um, and so one of the things that can very easily where you can strip threads, disengage threads, or strip things out is you've got, uh, you know, if you don't tech your jam nuts, if you're mm -hmm. jam nuts, you know, I always am like two extra ugga duggas on those jam nuts with like some three foot <laughs> cheater bars, you know, like, yeah, um, give her, give I wouldn't her know anything about that. Yeah, give her a good <laughs> oof. Yeah, <laughs> you know if you've I, got any movement in there, it, it's just not going to hold up. Yeah, you know? especially on aluminum. Yeah, I mean the aluminum's really, really good, but there, it's not magic by any stretch. It's got its place where it performs. It can perform better than tube and steel, um, but it's it's not magic. So if you still don't tech your jam nuts or if you don't have proper thread engagement, it's never, it's not going to overcome that. Right. So. Yep. Makes sense. I love yeah. it. I mean, we just had Kevin Jones on two weeks ago, three weeks ago two, now. Two weeks ago. Well, two weeks this, ago. this will be three. Yeah. 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 So this will be three. Um, and 
he was talking about his ultra four car and he was talking about like, yeah, it maintenance is a religion with ultra four, right? Like you put so many, the equivalent of so many road miles in one race on it. And if you're not checking your jam nuts, every, every bolt and nut on the rig, you're going to have a failure and you're going to be kicking yourself. So, um, and then that applies to just about any race vehicle, bouncer, KOH, even a street driven rig or even a trailer rig. Right. And those tend to get more neglected. I think, you know, just like a, a trail trail rig that throw, gets thrown on the trailer after the off-road you know, trip and then taken back, not even taken off the trailer sometimes. So look here, listen, I'm, I'm going to speak from experience here. Okay. You, no. You're only going to the trail you know, if it's on the trailer, you don't have to ugga dug the the lug nuts all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Finger tight's good, actually. Finger tight's yeah. adequate. Yeah, yeah, I tried that. Didn't work. <clears throat> and there's yep. a big asterisk. If you could write that statement on the screen, put a big asterisk by it, and then, you know, you have to go to the bottom and be like, she was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, think, well, I think most people do, but, and it, and I, that's not, I'm not saying that's what happened with Jared. I actually don't really know. Um, and that's the, kind of the frustration with a lot of these things when they come uh, up for us is we don't know because we don't see the vehicle after every time it goes out. We don't mm-hmm. inspect it after every time it goes out. Um, you, you know, the links when they you, leave, and that's yeah, probably one of the last times, unless you're like walking right. by somebody at a race or right. an event. It's and everybody those. means well. And I understand that, you know, you can miss if a jam nut, if you've got a bind in your suspension and it loosens up a jam nut and you mm-hmm. don't know it, um, you know, you might not know it till something comes apart. Right. Um, we had material integrity problems. I mean, I get certifications on all the material we get, but if there was an air pocket, uh, you know, a hairline right. air pocket in there somewhere that can exacerbate things. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of unknowns and it's just, unfortunately, not everything survives everything. Oh, so. sure. And even if you do all the maintenance, I mean, Steve can vouch for me. I'm pretty uh, good about maintenance on on my truck. And I thought a jam nut was tightened, but it turned out that it was kind of rusted to the tie rod end. And so I was like, you know, putting all my Uggadugas on it. And I'm like, perfect. That jam nut is tight. And That'll then I went with. to align the truck later. And I'm like, why can't I? I tried to loosen the jam nut, align the truck. Tighten the jam nut and the jam nut just kept spinning. So it actually had been loose and it, you know, over the many, many road miles, who knows how many, it tore the threads out of a steel tie rod. Right. And so, but I thought it was tight. Right. I put all my, all my weight into that thing and it wouldn't budge. So I was like, perfect. It's tight. Great. So anything can happen. You're totally right. Yeah. Well, and as far as taper, no taper goes, I mean, just a couple more things to touch on there of the, oh, yeah. you know, the thousands and thousands of links that we've made. The overwhelmingly vast majority have had tapers. Um, we still only do maybe 5% of the links we make have no tapers at this point. Almost all ultra four, four cars now, I will um, just go no taper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, um, so that still speaks to the fact that the taper itself isn't really. Yes. Did you have a question in the back there? I do. Well, <laughs> not really a question, but a comment. You know that there's people out there that will bitch because their ice cream's cold. That's how I feel about it. I love Um, it. I think the taper looks awesome. But then again, also those ones you just made for Jared without the taper, the way you guys did the little ball, like the little, um, just a little line about half, you know, quarter inch or half inch off the end of it. It looked good. They were sharp. Yeah. So that's the left-hand score. Uh, So that lets you know that left-hand thread. Um, 
And, uh, but no, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if we taper, no taper, everything goes out, you know, with a, as a machined part with all the precision, um, with our go, no go gauges, checking all of our threads, you know, um, so doesn't matter. If any of the listeners don't know already, which if you're following this podcast, you should know, but maybe you don't know, but Julian puts out some killer products. If 20 and 10,000 doesn't already state that, I don't know what to do for you. (laughs) (laughs) It has its place. It's, you know, the aluminum links have their place and there's a few components you always have to consider. And, you know, I spend time talking to every person to make sure, I mean, I don't want a failure. I know the person buying the stuff doesn't want their money to get broken. I definitely don't want to have to deal with that either. So I spend a lot of time with each person just to make sure that we're covering all these little details about how much adjustability they put in there. You know, what's their threat exposure? What's their threat engagement? Um, You know, uh, tapers and no tapers. Um, You know, we can offset wrench flats so that it's outside of the the drill and the cavity so that if people have a concern about compromising more material. Wow. That route. Um, you know, we put proper radiuses on things so that we're not introducing stress risers, um, you know, so on and so forth. We eliminate chatter so that, again, we don't have possible stress risers and fracture points. Um, the list is endless, but we we touch on, I make sure that they're set up with proper diameters for proper use. You know, somebody calls up and they're they're running, you know, 42-inch tires and, and you know. An 8,000-pound rig? 8,000-pound <laughs> rig and they want two-inch lengths because they've got inch and a quarter Heinz. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, if, you really, <laughs> if you really want it, we'll make them, yeah. but you're going to be calling back for some more. Um, so let's just have you spend more money up front. It's, you know, it's buy once, cry once, right? That's hey, kind of I know a hypothetical question. <laughs> what would you recommend for an 8,000 pound rig with 42 inch tires? Just, just out of curiosity. Leaf Springs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if it wasn't on Leaf Springs any longer, what would you recommend? <laughs> I would recommend getting rid of the Leaf Springs. And um, okay, well, we're gonna have a conversation <laughs> about that. I like her so, already. So, wheeling, are you competing, or what are we doing with it? Oh, it's a road driven rig. Anyway, let's call it that. That's the best way I would describe it. Drive to the trail, wheel it hard, drive it home. How long, roughly? How long, what links with the links be? Oh, I have no idea. I haven't done any <laughs> of the calculations yet. I'm guessing like 48. No inch. way, four feet. That's a big link. On the so, lower, yeah. For the rear? Well, I no, can for the front, you. for the front, for the front. Uh, 42-ish, 40, 42 to like 48, I guess. My Jeep, the long arms on my Jeep are 30. Okay, then, well, whatever. I yeah. Like I said, I don't know. Um, I, would, I don't know that where that would even put them, but I think it's like, maybe it's maybe it's three feet to three and a half feet instead of three and a half to four. If, if you're getting up to, to 48 inches, encroaching on four feet uh, for the... Being an engineer, you know, linear creates another matter to, to overcome, oh, yeah. right? You know, um, so I'm gonna say you could you could get by with two and a quarter, but I would urge you to really consider two and a half and call it some cheap insurance. I mean, I was thinking right. three, so that's that's smaller <laughs> diameter than I expected. So, <laughs> um, no, it's not happening speak- overnight, but someday. Speaking of big links, we did. The longest links that we've made were 66 inches long. Wow. They were three inch diameter. And I think I, you know, ended up at the chiropractor for a solid like eight months after that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to pull. 
had to cut a hole in my mill um, so that, you know, when we were working on them, they actually, I, they, they extended beyond the guards of the table. Wow. Um, so I had to cut a hole. For when so, you were doing the uh, logo and the flats, you mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good grief. So it went on a build out of Moab. It's called Project Outcast um, it, by a guy named Joe Riley. And it's actually um, like he's got MRAPs and I think he's running 54 inch tires. It's a seven seat commercial buggy. Oh. Um, it weighs like 11,000 pounds. Is it, is it red? Yeah, it's got red. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I think it's crazy about, looking. Talk about tubing. That thing could wrap the earth a couple times with tubing. It's crazy. Yeah, that thing's mad. That thing probably weighs more than my truck. And it's a tube buggy. I want to say when I was working with Joe on it, he wanted to keep it around like 9,000 pounds, but it yeah, ended up I think so. jumping just over 11,000. Yeah, it's crazy. And well, so, those axles alone, I mean, yeah, I think they weigh like over 1,000 pounds each. What was the name of it oh. again? Project Outcast, O U T K A S T, like as in, like the, hey, the yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say hundred three thousand and big boy, shaking like a Polaroid picture. Uh, I, I uh, tip jars at the door, you know, uh-huh. my moonlight. One hundred percent here till Thursday, but it is Thursday. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so that was the. Like the overall, like biggest links that that we've done, both. I mean, I both in just weight, length. I mean, the whole thing. They were like, they were. It's it's more of mega buggy. Like, yeah. For anybody that wants to Google it quickly, Project Outcast, I think, is its official name, but I think it's made the rounds on the internet as Moab Mega Buggy. So that's probably the some of the biggest links we've done because we did two and a half uppers and three inch lowers, but they were all like. I think, um, again, I'm going off of memory, like 56 inches up to 66 inches in length. And um. <laughs> Well, they look it. I'm watching a video of it right now. And not only are the, the links touching the frame, like not right next to each other in the middle, but this, I mean, this thing's got like well, axle text 100, 130 or more inch wheel. Like it's as long as my truck, if not longer, I would say but longer. it's got four wheel steering. So it's got that going for it. 54 inch Mickey's. <laughs> when you're holding a three inch link, I mean, they're, it's like you're thinking this thing's overkill. It's so big, and then you see it on a buggy like Project Outcast. And if it was any smaller, it would look disproportionate. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like the the visual mass of the thing, let alone the actual mass of the thing, but the visual mass of the thing, mm-hmm. it's just enormous, especially with those fifty fours. Because when fifty fours look like thirty sevens, I mean, <laughs> he's got he's got tapers. He's got tapers. He's got tapers. He's, they're gonna break. See, nothing wrong with tapers. <laughs> I'm gonna create the taper hater club. The taper oh my haters. god! I um, want a sticker. Where's my notebook? Right, I'm writing it down for you, Steve. Don't worry. Please do. Taper, taper Ta- hater club. Taper haters. <laughs> I'm even drawing it up. I'm gonna draw it up in a link. Actually, oh, Julian, you need to machine that into a link. I feel like. You, yeah. Taper, taper, Just, hater club. taper, taper haters hater. with a Z or taper hater put, club. Yeah. <laughs> Can you I'm do like put the papers on all of the ends of the letters so all the letters have a taper on the end of it? So <laughs> can you? Hey, wait, hold on. Can you do like a fancy font and do like locally tapered? Oh, there, yeah. 
environmentally tapered. That's the other environmentally one. tapered. <laughs> they went up here with blunt ends, but you scrape it on enough rocks and it creates its own taper, you know? There you go. Wait, so um, what was the, it was locally, what was our knockoff locally? Locally, ta- locally tapered. <laughs> no, 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 the other one. There was like, lo- uh, the, the taper hater club. Taper hater club. Oh, you mean, you mean, uh, you mean, uh, not globally. It was universally adored. Universally adored. So uh, let's see, that doesn't work. Universal link adored. Nah, it doesn't no, work. Doesn't I like work. locally tapered. Yeah, locally tapered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, universally, universally adored, locally tapered. Or yeah. universal link adored, locally tapered. That's too much. Yeah, it's too um, much. All right, I apologize. <laughs> just going to quickly touch on, like, we don't just make links, but but on the link topic, um. Because Summit Machine by Foundation is a job shop machine shop, we make parts like you you pick the industry. We've done it probably. Um, but that means that we're set up to make whatever somebody wants. It doesn't matter. Like you can have any thread you want. You can have any length you want. Any you can put wrench flat. You can put 700 wrench flats on that thing if you want. To. I don't care. I'll just charge it for each 700 one. 700 wrench flats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can do what you want. You want us to knurl that link? We'll knurl the link. Is we don't a, care. That's what it would look like. It would look like it was knurled. Yeah, right. With 700 <laughs> wrench flats, it would look knurled. It'd have to be the tiniest little, like, Say, little a, wrench flats. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a link bar or is that a Rubik's bar? You know what? I bet you there's some Jambo trucks that would like those, oh my God, wrench, be those 700 wrench flat it knurled so links. Cool. It'd be like disco ball looking. We could totally right. like make it a... Like yeah. a disco bomb. Especially thing. if you anodized it first, because then you'd have like, it'd be like, it'd be a zebra link, basically. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Could you imagine if um, you like, we, if you did the tapers and like you did like octagons, so you did eight tapers around the, around the tube. And then you just twist the taper every, like you twist it like five degrees every time. Oh my going God. Going down the link bar. So just like, it looks twisted. It looked, it looked cool. It, uh, it, we did that'd be the link. most expensive link ever. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> it was basically like a little mini link. Um, but it was essentially a, an adapter. We have a, we have a local guy here that uh, we make parts for that have nothing to do with the off-road industry. Um, but he has a Porsche and he also mountain bikes and he wants to take his Porsche to the mountain bike trail. And he's <laughs> honest. He's like, yeah, I want to show everybody my Porsche. He's like, I have a Tahoe I can take, but I want to take my Porsche because I want to show everybody my Porsche. He's, <laughs> he's pretty upfront about it. <laughs> so we made this thing, but we had to make like this crazy British thread like weird it was so obscure and so weird that was on this um adapter that hooked under the bumper in the back of the porsche that cut it ended up kind of looking like a bike rack he had bought um but they were like these rounded rounded top rounded bottom like british thread things like we had to bust out the machinist manual i mean that's the bible but you know it was such an obscure thread but i bring it up because if you need a thread made, make up a thread. I don't care. We'll make it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've done that before in a previous job. I've made a print with like a custom thread taper. It wasn't a custom thread. It was a normal thread. But we had to model the whole thread and like make the print for it. And But the taper was custom for this really bizarre application that we needed for. And it was, yeah, it was fun. It's fun to yeah. like make new things that like very few people have used. So A person's imagination and and you know, full disclosure, their pocketbook is really the only limitation. So true story. Same in my industry. Somebody's like, can, <laughs> can you do this? Oh, I definitely can do it. Can your pocket pay. afford it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I can do no, just about anything. And those are the fun jobs as long as some, you don't mind, you know, as long as they're okay eating the money, it doesn't bother me a bit. You know? Yeah, no, it is. It's fun to have the challenge where it's out mm-hmm. of the normal, just sort of set this up, run it, set this up, run it, set this up, run it kind of thing. So right. um, it's awesome that way. But yeah, a lot of people, well, <laughs> you know, there's a good portion of people that just still think that they can get something custom for uh, Jeez, production. Price. Yeah. <laughs> Only at Summershine. Uh, that's a problem, Steve. <laughs> that is a problem. Fix that. You're not wrong about that. We're working on it. We're working on it. So, um, so obviously you make other, th- so you make links, we know that you make well, custom links, but you make other things and make and sell other things too at Summit Machines. So tell us a little bit about that. I want to just start from scratch. Okay. I wanna what does that mean? St- I just want, like, I just want to start from like. My mom and my dad met. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's take the timeline okay. back. Okay. And we're back to Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I want to, I want to like, yeah, how did you, how, I'm sorry, what's that? I said, I'm pretty much on book, so Um, ask away. When, so just a real quick disclosure, when we talk, your phone mutes basically your volume. And so sometimes we'll miss the first couple words. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all good. Not your fault. Yep. It's actually, it's, it's sadly, it's why we have to use teams because Steve has this, like (sighs) his system that records it, like talks back to everybody that calls in and teams does a good job of quieting that down. In fact, I haven't heard any echo from you, Steve, for the record, but we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that later. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's why we'd be stuck with teams. Otherwise we'd use like discord, which is way easier and freer, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we will, we will get it figured out at some point. We'll have a chance to sit down and actually try to figure out what I have to do to make it not echo. So, but I, I like Steve's idea of like, let's start from scratch. Like, yeah, how did so you, how did you get into machining? That's what I want to know. You don't fit the normal machinist. Okay. Why? What? 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 It's, it's the long <laughs> hair. It's the glasses. It's the green sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, well, and I'm not a machinist and I'm very clear about that. Oh. Um, I have aspirations to be one. Okay. Um, so my Facebook page has like a little synopsis where it's like, it's the person that was left with a machine shop to run who, or a machine shop to run and who just didn't quit or something like that. Um, so it's not like Forgot a to really, sell it. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always over the years have tried to come up with like a short version, but a, I'm a long winded person and B I find that there's just like important details that if I like try to push it together, that it doesn't like make a, complete picture at least not the complete picture i want people to see right uh-huh. so um got time yep so <laughs> so it's long form. um i my father's a machinist by trade um actually well the funny thing is is when i make a joke about it when people ask me how did you get into this i'm like well it involved a tennis racket an armadillo and some jumper cables uh. but we'll just... <laughs> um but anyway so my dad was a machinist. So I grew up uh, the daughter of a machinist and he had his own business my entire life. Um, and my every Saturday from the age of eight, I was required to go down to his shop and I had to clean and I had to do stuff. Um, I hated it. He would bring home boxes and boxes of parts and he would pay me a nickel a part and I would have to deburr them. I'm 47, so I'll date myself here. So, I, I mean, it was like sitting at home and I, watching Family Ties deburring parts or The Cosby Show or Full <laughs> House or Who's the Boss, right? Or Dallas, you know, who shot JR? 
you know, sitting in <laughs> my living room and I was debring parts. Um, and I was never going to do anything like this. Like I was running from it. I was going to be an accountant. And so uh, you stupid up. machine shop world. I didn't want to go get dirty every day. That was dumb. And uh, so I did go to college to be an accountant. And I realized that I'm, I'm, I didn't really want to finish college. I realized a couple of years into it. Um, and so then at some point shortly after high school, um, I met a gentleman that um, was starting to do machining work at um, Hoyt USA. I don't know if you guys are hunters, but the archery manufacturer, mm-hmm. like Hoyt USA. So he was working in the machine shop over there, learning machining, and he really enjoyed it. He and I um, ended up, you know, getting married. Um, my dad, so this is like late nineties. My dad decided that he was ready to retire. He'd done his business for like, I don't know, 25 years or something at that point. Um, made his, made his little nugget was ready to move on. So he was, he had a lot of government contracts. He did a, a ton with the DOD and stuff. Um, so he was just sort of finishing up contracts and downsizing. And then, um, one day my, husband at the time came home and said, you know, I think I want to buy your dad's shop. And I was like, bleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't want a machine shop in my family. I had one my whole life. No, 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 no. You know, and I was, I was, but I was, you know, he was the machinist. I had at that time a business background um, for the things I was doing, administration and management background. And so I was like, well, you know, it actually could be the best of both worlds coming together here. You have the skill set. I have the business side. We'll do this thing 50-50, right? And so we did together start Summit Machine in April of 2000. And um, we ended up just buying my dad's equipment from him that he had at the time because he was done. We did not buy his company or his customer base or anything like that. We just bought the equipment and then started um, started afresh. Um, and that was in 2000. It was, you know... It was business, and then the dollar got kind of hard to make around 2007 when the economy mm-hmm. started really kind of in manufacturing. You started to notice it in 2007, and um, and by that time, I also had uh, we'd had a couple of kids, and I had quit working full time at my other job. I had always done administrative work in the background, but I was mostly being a stay at home mother at that point. Um, and uh, so the dollar got difficult. Things got tight. You know, business wasn't very fun for a good three years, <laughs> like at least. Um, and so this is by no means to put my ex under the bus. I mean, we're obviously divorced for reasons. We're not buddies. We're not pals. <laughs> but um, it, it's just the facts of the matter. But, um, you know, he did decide to go outside of the company to get work. And then I decided to step in in a managerial role to kind of keep things sort of limping along around 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was going to try and support the family that way. Um, but, you know, the business was hard. I think he was probably feeling a little burnt out. Um, you can only get kicked in the teeth. Some people can only get kicked in the teeth so many times before you're like, yep. okay, enough. Um, and so that was kind of him stepping away in, 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 in phases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not not here to disparage him, but it's just this is the story. Um, so, fast forward a couple of years, marriage dissolves. You know, I'd been taking on 
the administrative roles and, and doing more in the shop, but um, by no means, I at the time I had a four-year-old and a six-year-old. So how much can you really accomplish, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. so I was trying, doing my part, doing this, doing that. He was working outside the company, but the marriage was dissolving, fracturing, falling apart. By 2013, marriage is done. And I'm left with a business that, you know, when he, when he left, um, he said, you know what? I don't want it. It's, you know, you've turned it around. You've got it back on a better path. You know, just do your thing. Keep going. Um, It's yours, but you keep all the debt too. There's the, there's the rub. (laughs) It's a good thing you turned it around because if he had done that and you hadn't turned it around, that would have been a real kick in the teeth. What's that? I'm sorry. It's just a good thing that you were able to turn it around, of course, yeah. ahead of that, because it would have been a real kick in the teeth if he was like, well, guess what? You also get the debt and a failed business. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he, he wasn't done giving me gifts. Like, I'm not going to, oh, okay. I'm not going to disparage him, but I'm not going to make him out to be a hero either. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, things happened. There were some know, bad things. Is- there were some things that turned out okay. If, if divorce is anything, it's ugly. You yep, show your yeah. worst side uh, almost every day. So um, for most. And so anyway, he was like, you keep the business, but you keep the debt. That's, that's your baby now, but you get all of the dirty diapers too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. Um, and so that was the original deal. And so, you know, I did kind of patchwork things together, but, you know, I didn't come to the table with the skill sets of, I couldn't even have had this conversation with you guys 13 years ago. You know, I'd have been like, um, we make things, we make parts. <laughs> I run the They're business and they do the sometimes, work. Yeah. Sometimes I shiny. Been like, you know what I do? I write purchase orders and I pay bills and, um, I make sure, you know, people have toilet paper to wipe their butt. Like, like, like would have like seriously been, I, well, the first day I walked in that shop, um, knowing it was on my shoulders a hundred percent, I can't even begin to tell you the feeling of being solely responsible for something that you cannot solely handle on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, unless you've been there, I don't know how you can describe it. it makes but sense. it also gave me, it also gave me the push that like, I better figure some shit out. Right. Yeah, like, right. Um, people learn this stuff all the time. It's, um, it's not the way my brain defaults to, I'll be honest. You know, I'm a very, like, I'm not a creative person. I'm like a, I'm a manager. I'm a business owner. I'm a structured, organized, prioritized, um, you know, all, all the things that um, that you have to do when you're a business owner. But like, I'm not, um, I'm not creative, like thinking about coming up with parts to make or how you do this or mm-hmm. how you do that. That's just not my wheelhouse. But I had to, I had to learn a little bit. So, you know, from being a person that when she came in, left with a shop on her own, um, I didn't even know how to turn those machines on. I literally didn't have a clue what to do. I didn't know how to read calipers. People are talking to me about tooling and they're talking about a thing called an end mill. I'm like, what the shit? That machine's <laughs> called a mill. And you're looking at this little thing in your hand, you're calling it an end mill. These things don't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> trend? Like, you're trying to make me look like I could be a fool. I thought people were trying to, you know. They're fucking, they're like, you guys are fucking with me, right? <laughs> mill, big ass thing, end mill, tiny little thing. <laughs> Right. And this is an insert end mill. I mean, what, what, what you guys, you're, you're talking in gibberish. Your math is stupid. This is not math. I learned like <laughs> point zero zero point zero zero one is not one thou. Like, thou and mill like, and all these short hands. Your math 
backwards and you know so um but you know put on my big girl britches and decided people learn this all the time and if anybody can do it I could do it and I'm not a dummy my parents didn't raise me to be a quitter and I had staff who was willing to support me I had customers who wanted to buy parts so I can figure out everything in the middle I can be the spackle and figure it out so I have come a long way, but I still cannot call myself a machinist because I can't program. You know, somebody can't give me a part and I can go make a program for it and make it happen. Um, but anything that we run, um, that we've got programs for, I 100% setups, you know, I, I'm good. Mill, lathes, you name it, I, I got it covered. Um, so, which I will give myself a big, huge pat on the back because when you're trying to run a business and learn a skill set at the same time, it is a challenge. I'm trying to do it is an and be a single parent to two little boys. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. I can't I even think fathom. I slept years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to do I am very proud of, of the things that I have been able to, you know, overcome. And there was a lot of days that it was like, how do you need, how do you eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at a time. time. <laughs> One in mill at a time. One end mill at a time. <laughs> Don't eat end mills. Steve, you'd be a terrible machinist. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I make things shiny. <laughs> but that's yeah, machinists my... make things shiny too, just in a different way. Yeah, not quite as shiny. Usually, sometimes. Reflective, not as shiny. Yeah. For sure. I'm trying to do just the opposite of what you were doing. I walked on you. What was that? Oh, I was saying that's my ugly, boring story. <laughs> that wasn't boring. But that's the it whole also back- wasn't as long-winded as you made it sound to be. Yeah. <laughs> you only you only got seven minutes. <laughs> you yeah, got time. You got to you got to yeah, fi- you got to fill another forty more, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come with any time with anything to talk about this week. Um, no, but uh, I, it was, it's been it's been kind of crazy, and it's you know so when people kind of whine and belly ache about things. I don't have a lot of patience for that. I probably come across a little harsh at times because it's like you know what do or don't just get out of the way of anybody else who's trying to do, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, the shit or get off the pot philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, life's hard. I've been, you know, life is hard. Life, life is, is really, hard. really hard. Yeah. And um, so it's going to kick you down and I'm sure everybody's got their own stories, but you know, you just, it's how many times you get up and it sounds corny, but it's true. And I, by no means have it figured out, but I had today figured out and I'll figure tomorrow out when it gets here. And you know, what else are you going to do? I think that's, there'll be days. And there's always days when you don't figure it out and you mess up and you learn from those mistakes. And then the next day is easier because you learn something. And then tomorrow comes anyway. That's true. <laughs> so far, so so far, it's been true my entire life. And I think all of our entire lives. But I ha- it is a little bit sometimes a sensitive topic with me because people who've known me for the whole 22 years I've been in business. Um, you know, there's been rumors and there's been this that it's like, oh, she stole the business from her ex-husband and she did this mm-hmm. and she did that. And it's like, yeah. You could not be further from the truth because that man got a big fat paycheck because even though he said the business is yours and the debt is yours, it yeah. ended up costing me a pretty penny to actually get him out of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, things for you either. Um, right. So I didn't, uh, it's, it's through a lot of blood, sweat and probably the most amount of tears that I've got where I'm at, but I'm, I've got an amazing staff, you know, I've got a guy who's been with me for 21 years and Wow. Um, I mean, that's almost unheard of anymore that somebody works at a job that long. Right. So I think he likes what he does and I must be doing something right as far as an employer goes. And, um, you Do know, you he's kind of my right hand person. 
and takes care of a lot of the machining and the design and and all that good stuff. And and I've got amazing operators and shipping people and you, know, you name it. Um, everybody's is, really really fantastic. Is that the guy you have handcuffed to the mill? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No, that's not yep. a ball. Here, excuse me. Hold your foot still real quick while I put the shackle on you. <laughs> yes. Nope, I'm a total slave driver. It's like, you want your family to eat this week? Yeah. It looks uh. like a flex joint tool handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I actually just put, you know, 400 pounds of flex joints on them and they have to work it off, you know, as soon as they can go. move. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. I can do that with <laughs> wheels. You kind of do that to yourself, don't you? Yes, I do actually. You're Mostly. like, I put all these wheels in front of the door until they're all shiny. I can't leave. That'd be brilliant. Yep. Too bad Too bad. Yep. the overhead door is just a button away. <laughs> <laughs> Hang them to the door? Hang them to the I door. Don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm in a, the complete opposite situation that you were in when you started, so to speak, is that I have the trade side, the skill side figured out. I can make just about anything shiny. I just don't know how to run business operations. <laughs> So everything's a constant mess. You have courses for that. I'm about to start investing in them. Believe me. Oh, yeah. It's, nice. yeah. It's been rough. It's how it's, it is. It's, uh, it is. And, um, you know, it, it's an, someone who knows how to run a business or someone who just has the skill set to take care of all of the background work and the support mm-hmm. work that needs to happen so that that final thing can get done um, is kind of sadly an, overlooked undervalued kind of position you know but until you're there you don't realize how important it is that those you know it's it's on an equal even playing field with being able to produce the product or service that the business is there for um and there's a lot of people especially in the trades world you know there's roughnecks in this industry they think unless you're doing the job that you kind of don't have a purpose and it's like well so then i start creaming giblets when those things come up (laughs) because you know (laughs) People learn pretty quick that that's not okay. So, yeah, but. it's the backside. They don't understand because they're not doing it. Like, okay, I'll just step away for a day and let you see, and let you just drown. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, need you no, to, I need, yeah, I need you to make the part, right? I need you to make the part, make the end or, you know, do the invoice. I need you to bill that out. I also need you to pack it, ship it and get it sent out. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well, also, you got to think about what's happening today. What needs to happen tomorrow, next week, four yeah. weeks from now, eight weeks from now, 12 weeks from now. Yep. Schedule um, all that. You got to cover all that stuff. Cause if you just look at today, tomorrow's going to screw you over hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I went, um, I went and did silly things where I got kind of addicted to this thing called the internet. And it was really fun watching the numbers go up. You, what, what it turns out is that when the numbers go up, the phone starts ringing and it doesn't stop ringing. And then you realize and it makes it, it really hard to go do the thing that you do. Yeah. And you're the only one doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you can hire people just like I can hire people, you know, oh, and mark my words before I leave this planet, I will be able to call myself a machinist. It may not awesome. be for a hot minute, but that is, you know, that's my own self-respecting goal. Um, but, you know, I, I also know that I can't do everything, you know, no business owner can. So. Right. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but you learn so much, you know, over the years and 
not only by observing, but by doing, you know? So I think that's total, that's a good goal, honestly. Like, and Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll get there. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I have everything to still have pride and confidence in that I've done. And, um, and I, and I like to be an example for people that, you know, it can be done. Sometimes even when it feels impossible, it can still be done, you know, don't give up. So that's awesome. For sure. So, so you summit machine has, I mean, links is definitely, I think probably one of your most famous, I guess I won't even say popular. Cause I don't know what kind of sales you guys do, um, on your other products, but I see flex joints, spare tire hinges, cage fab parts, uh, Heim stuff, spherical bearings, of course, to go with the links. And then I was perusing, uh, the fair lead section. And I saw something interesting. Can you explain to me what a faux lead is and why that exists? <laughs> because JK. So, we had a gentleman, I had a gentleman call me last year sometime and he had a winch line on his bumper that he <laughs> removed uh-huh. and he did not want the opening on his bumper just sitting there open. And so he asked if we could make him a custom fair lead um, With no without, without the opening. And I thought, you know what? I'll make a few extra and throw them out there. And we've sold a couple more, you know, cause he maybe isn't the only one. And sure. you know, that's, um, that's, I mean, I find that kind of funny, um, but also very clever. Like I've never seen that before. And I'm surprised that I've never seen it before. <laughs> cause it's actually, it's like, well, there's a bunch of mall crawlers that probably have winch bumpers that don't want that hole there, but they want some shiny. Yep. So huh. nice. Get the shiny angle here. That's right. Um, but yeah, so as far as Summit Machine goes, yeah, we've got the website, which is the Summit Machine sort of aftermarket off-road pop. Uh-oh. 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 That's a funny face that Julian's making right now. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, lost her. Well, you and I, our internet's still working, but we lost Julian. Yeah, I have a feeling her phone maybe shut off. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. No. I mean, her internet was so good the whole time. Oh, so, oh she's, she's back. back. Yeah, no, you, I could hear you guys just fine the whole time. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> you just froze up with a great face. Yeah, you were like... <laughs> was it my O face? It was your O face. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't screen grab it. I should have. You should have. <laughs> I can go back on the recording later and grab it. That can die in the internet garbage. No, no, no. We'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll it leave die. it there. Oh, that's wonderful. Because you guys never, you never lost a moment. That's so uh, weird. That was so you were talking, and then you were, you heard us be like, "What? Where'd you go?" <laughs> I heard somebody like, "Oh, Jolene's got a yeah." That look on her face is frozen, or <laughs> I don't a, know. Somebody said that's that. A great look like, on her face. I'm looking at my camera. I'm like, I'm still moving. What are we doing? That's great. So the faux lead. I feel like there's. I feel like there's a big missed opportunity where the rope used to come through. There needs to be something there. It needs to say something funny. You have a chode. Oh, oh you have a chode. <laughs> Locally tapered. <laughs> oh my god! You should you in every folie you should put taper tapers matter. Tapers live. Hashtag taper live matter. On the back side, or on the side side. I mean, on the side side. That we make that's on our website. The don't worry, I pull out. I pull so out. Too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How appropriate that's on actually, a folie. That's actually um, thanks to a customer. Again, I had a customer call. Uh huh. 
And he wanted a custom one, custom engraving. And that's what he wanted on it. And I took some pictures and I put it up on my Facebook page Wonderful. and was like, oh, we made this and set it up. I got blasted. Like, oh my gosh, can you make me one? Can you make me one? <laughs> and the customer was, I think his name is John Conti. I hope I'm I'm pronouncing it right. Um, but I reached out to him and I was like, do you have a problem if I like make that? And he's like, no, have at it. And oh, I see it. it's been a crazy seller. Yeah. Nice. So don't forget Clever. Don't worry. I I'm not sure out. I could put it on the front of my truck, but Why not? <laughs> it is pretty clever. Do you see it? Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it right now. It's, yeah. little, it's, it's totally it's classy. Clever. It's classy, yeah. though. It's classy. <laughs> not my thing. It's funny. Like, it's funny. Although, it's classy. be covered up by the, uh, the, the Factor 5, Factor right. 55 yeah. thingy. It'd be covered up a little bit, but that'd be the perfect thing. Like, don't worry, I pull out. Like, oh yeah, I'm stuck. No, you worry. would see don't IP or like <laughs> worry <laughs> out, <laughs> yes. or or dy and it or something. Yeah, <laughs> say do do worry I out. Do worry I out. <laughs> do do worry I out. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff comes to us that way where it's like, yep. you know, somebody does something and it's like, oh, that actually works. And yeah, people like that. We did one, God, it was probably like 15 years ago. We made a handful of ones and we did them, gave them away in a contest, but it said winch lines are for pussies. Mm. Um, <laughs> and they were all in fair leads. <laughs> they were all in fair leads. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we did that. And so we done, we've done uh, another fun like side thing. We just started because we had so much leftover link material. We started making billet aluminum shot glasses. I've kind of got away from that. I don't oh have that gosh. many anymore. Can you send me some of those? I can. I probably have. Somebody, somebody wants to make some shiny ones. Yes. I, I really can. I will polish now, those to a mirror finish. How was that like, was that like the cutoffs of the like full bar stock? Well, that's kind of how it started. Like I, we had somebody and one of the employees was like, I'm going to make me a shot glass out of this remnant. And then he made another and another and another. And then pretty soon I'm buying like full bars of, of, of aluminum and we're making like 500 at a time. Cause oh my God. people really did like them. How much were you um, selling them for? Oh, you well, this is before, you know, inflation was crazy. Oh, yeah. So I think like 22 or 23 bucks a piece okay. or something. Not a cheap. I was like, I'm, yeah. It's the perfect camping shot glass because you, you know, it's unbreakable. Can't break it. Yeah. Did That's you guys, a great point. Hold on. Did you taper it? Uh, no, it, it's all tapered. It's all tapered? The whole thing is <laughs> full taper. It's all tapered. <laughs> now you got me wondering, like, could you do a full tapered link? Like, a, yeah, just a really fine taper all the way back to the yeah, frame? One side's five yes, inch and the other side's two and a half. You have? <laughs> Wow, yep, really? People, yep, I've had people do it. I think it was around 27 inches long. It wasn't terribly long. But That's what she's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, yep. It's like my life is a continual Beavis and Butthead episode. You know? like, <laughs> I was going to say, nice one, Steve Carell. After talking to Julian on the phone yesterday, I knew I could get away with a few things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No. Yeah. No, I'm not that person. No, I'm, 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 I'm surrounded by shanks and balls and shafts and rods and yeah. <laughs> All day, every and, day. And bungs. And like, bungs. You know? Lots of bungs. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, know I bet my that's girl. a blast. Is everybody it's in the funny. shop? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, my, my plater for my balls, my ball plater. Um, he, I, 
he probably was almost a year of working with me before he could call and tell me, Julene, your balls are done. <laughs> like <laughs> it took me, I'm like, I was like, Steve, you can say my balls are done. <laughs> I get it. I know what we're I talking about, you know, but he'd be like, Yeah, your PO number, you know, blah, 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 blah is all finished. And like, <laughs> all right, so you got the balls ready? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're balls. That's what we call them. There's balls. It's one of those things where if, you know, if you can not take yourself, it's, it's good to be professional. It's good to be, um, you know, have a certain amount, but like also the fun side, like I really am envious of the people that can just have fun and a sense of humor all the time, like do stuff. Like we were, I was talking to a guy, a buddy of mine the other day that, um, he was talking about parts that he ordered for his, um, for his Grom. This one guy makes this part and he's the only guy that makes it and he he hand ships everything that he makes and uh, he's like everything he ships out. He writes some like comical note and throws it in the box with him with every order, like every single order and say it'll be something stupid like, hey, man, uh, sorry, I couldn't ship you your bong. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> it just and like it's for random stuff, like just randomness. And uh and I was like, man, I really envy people that are fast enough off the cuff and have enough care to put some random note. Cause you know, the customer gets that opens it up. It's like, what? <laughs> and yet, I've got a couple customers that, that I can do that with. I mean, obviously um, I'm, you know, it's funny cause I came from a white collar world before I did this. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that fit me so much better and I could not have been more wrong. I'm so much more at ease surrounded by dudes just being a pirate. Like I don't even know how else to live anymore. To another job. Like this is like everything's on red for me. I could not have another job. I'd get fired day one. Day one. Day one. Uh yeah we're gonna need you to go down to HR. (laughs) You've seen my HR department, haven't you? I think I'm talking to her. Uh, no, so she's actually my pit bull. Oh, okay. Um, she has no shits to give of oh. the world. She is just like, but I tell everybody who works there, I'm like, if you got a problem, fill out a TPS report and give it to HR. She'll get on it. So <laughs> I love it. She goes, she goes in with me every day, and uh, she actually, I put a bunch of pictures up of her up on Facebook. She has quite a little following. People people tend to like her. So I call her HR the Dag. I don't know if you've ever seen Snatch the movie. Um, eggs. Yeah. So Brad Pitt's character. There was that dog named Daisy. That pit bull named Daisy that was a boy. Like he's holding him, his testicles are like hanging over his arm. He's like, "What's your dog's name, Daisy?" <laughs> uh, he was like an Irish gypsy or something, and he had a funny accent. He said Dag instead of dog. And so, um, yeah. So she's HR the Dag when I hashtag her on stuff on Facebook because. She's oppressive. It's terrible, you know? <laughs> Just lays around all day, does nothing. I think I saw a picture uh, of her laying in the sun the other day. Yeah. No, yeah. she has a throne. I built her a little throne outside my shop. It's about three feet, two and a half feet off the ground. She's got stairs that go up to it. Is it and tapered? She goes up there. Is it tapered? <laughs> <laughs> when will that joke get old? I don't know. Probably not this episode. Not this episode. We'll live on many episodes. That's no. wonderful. But I love like I like hearing like you get to, you know, we can see whatever we see on the on the internet and you can 
go to the website and see all the products and stuff like that at summitmachine.com forward slash aluminum fairly i pull out um <laughs> forward slash <laughs> Hyphen pull hyphen out, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is another any hyphens. underscores? No underscores. Not part of the cool kids club. <laughs> anyway, um, it's fun to get to know you, you know, for who you are. And that's what I love about the long form side of this is that we get to meet new people and learn a lot more about them than you would get off of a Facebook post or I know any social media uh, content usually. So that's yeah, the fun part. I agree. It's one of the things that I like most about my job is getting to know people. I've developed some of the best friendships, you know, mm -hmm. just through my job. And I try, I'm, I think I'm a pretty authentic person. I'm a WYSIWYG, you know, anybody who's a computer geek that knows what WYSIWYG means, like what you see is what you get. Um, mm -hmm. You're talking about professionalism. It's like, I, I'll be professional when I have to be, but I, I learned a long time ago, I can only be me. Um, and I'll be the best version of me that the situation requires. But you can only be yourself. So, you know what? The best version of me still might drop, drop a fuck here and there. And it still might, you know. <laughs> drop, a, drop a fuck. I like that too. <laughs> we just take that out of context. Did you drop any fucks today? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I did. <laughs> um, so. When it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the flex joints, are those in-house? Yeah, we make everything, every component except for the, there's a flat washer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sits inside the the assembly that we have laser cut. Everything else is machined in house. Um, so we're actually making a batch right now as we speak of our large billet flux joints, but we have weld on styles and varying sizes. Um, but uh, so starts the, on the on the large flux joint. It starts out of a 14 pound piece of steel, like a slug that's three and a quarter diameter and a little over six inches long. And by the time it's machined into the housing that it will assemble into, um, it's about 3.1 pounds. Good so, Lord. Dang. Do you send, do you send all that steel back to the foundry? Yep. Yeah. No, we collect everything and uh, <laughs> we just, send it, just a recycle yard here close, close by. Insane. I mean, so we're, we're getting to a point that we've gained enough um, popularity with our flex joint. I mean, it is this, I've always told people it's a top shelf product. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not budget oriented. It is not disposable. Um, it is it, it, people who've worked with me for a long time have come up. And I said it earlier with the phrase, when, when it comes to summit machine parts, uh, buy once, cry once. Mm -hmm. um, because I do, when it comes to our flex joints, I've been making them for 17 years now. And, um, We've got people who have the original joints still on their vehicles. Um, <laughs> you know, they're rocking 130, 140,000 miles and they're still running the same joint. So um, I can't guarantee that happens for everybody, but I've got plenty of people who are going 16, 80,000 miils before they're addressing them. So wild. So one, whole... of our, one of the things that um, makes our joint stand apart outside of, as I said, we're. I guess it's probably important to touch on before we start getting into too many product things, but um, my business summit machine is a machine shop. We are not an off-road shop. We don't work on cars. We don't install lift kits. We don't produce a lift kit. What we have done over the years is design components to replace other components in lift kit systems. When you want to upgrade to something nicer. Um, yeah. From a so, heim to a large a flex joint, which is then rebuildable and 
Yeah. Adjustable. Design some replacement parts so you can buy anybody else's lift kit where they've they've done the R and D with the geometry and the bracketry and all the all that stuff that's way outside of my wheelhouse. Our expertise is CNC mill and lathe work, um, and then making a good part that fits you know whatever we're trying, whatever little component we're trying to make you know go to market. Yeah. Um, and so, or if, so somebody's trying to, or if somebody's trying to make a custom suspension kit which I think a lot of your clientele probably is as well, especially the ones buying the aluminum links. Yeah, no, um, definitely we work a lot with all the custom builders. So a lot of your ultra four guys, you know, everything that's got the custom stuff, but we do have a lot of people. Um, I've got a lot of very well-known customers that come to me and they buy 200, 300, 400 links at a time, you know? So for as an upgrade option for their steering kits or for their, uh, suspension kits. So nice, nice, awesome. Um, so, but we do tons of stuff that's not even off-road related, you know. So no, no you don't. I can't find any, any of that on your website. You know, huh? <laughs> Total off-road podcast, but <laughs> um, um, no, we have made. You would probably be surprised. It makes for it makes for good conversation, really. I mean, we have made jewelry. We've made wow. industrial components, mining, medical, dental. Um, we made nipple cutters for breast augmentation Oof. surgeons. Oof. And they're come on, they we gotta save that like, for the Patreon. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we can get back to that. That's a that's not appropriate for this one. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're like little cookie cutters because every woman's oh. areola is different sizes, and so they just kind of. This is you know like. Well, we did these like 20 years ago, 19 years ago. So maybe the technology is very changed, but they just kind of go in, cut off their nipple. That's wild. Pack in a, and then pop that bad boy back on. But we made nipple cutters like varying sizes. And it's like um, getting a diet. It's like getting a dimple die set. It's like, yeah. Kind of <laughs> sort. <laughs> Except not the same, but yeah. You're, you're, about, you're making some dimples yeah. temporarily. Yeah, no. But we've got parts on a couple of Mars landers um, where we got contracted through with a NASA project to get some parts up there. So nice. Um, it actually was a it was a Lego sponsored project. So that was kind of fun. We made little aluminum Lego replica blocks. <laughs> wow, um, that's awesome. that is intense. The things your government spends money on is ludicrous. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. sure you know. But um, in this particular case, one of, so I think it's the spirit. And I always forget the other, the other lander, the spirit is one. And I'll probably remember later what the other one is, but each of them had through Lego sponsoring, this had this little contraption on there that had a CD disc that had the recordings of hello from every language on earth. Hmm. And then this contraption had all these Lego replica pieces holding it together. And so when an alien finds this, they're supposed to know you how to take it off and then listen to the CD and figure out that it's hello in like, you know, what, you know, 917 languages or I don't That's even know. Very how. presumptuous of humans to be like, <laughs> yeah, if there are aliens, they will definitely know what a CD player is how to work it and then they will also have the patience to listen to 970 words until they get to one that they recognize assuming that they even speak a language that's spoken on earth which they don't like well, presumably this is what our government 
presumably. Okay, come on. And then that also presumes or assumes that the alien is not either way smarter than humans or way dumber than humans, they like know, a, an earth animal. All, they all they know all nine hundred languages. They know all of them. They're like, hello. Why, why would they make a CD that just says hello seven hundred or nine hundred seventy times? Hello, 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 hello. it's a good effort, though. You know what? Like, this is what this is what our government does. Send that shit to space. Elon Musk sent a roadster to space. Yeah. Why can't we send a CD player to space? <laughs> yep. Yep. So. The uh, the names of those things, uh, spirit, opportunity, curiosity, perseverance, and there's one other one. I can't pronounce spirit. the name of the other one. Spirit and curiosity. Ah, uh, gotcha. Labor the two. Gotcha. Now I'm questioning myself. Terrible, but like I'm old. My there's memory. One... I can't remember if I ate breakfast this morning. There's one other one. It's like sojourner. 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 Yeah. Sojourner. Well, no, that was a little bit later. Okay. Um. I believe that one was later, but yeah, Could no. Be. So, you know, fun facts of the things that come your way. I mean, I can't, oh, this might not be appropriate for this part of the segment, but I can touch on, I can't tell you, I've lost count how many times I've been asked if I can make a dildo. Like hey, tapered. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> can you make uh, I think taper is like a standard feature on dildos, Steve. <laughs> Wait, you can get an option however you want. If your pockets <laughs> are deep enough. So, so is this okay a conversation to have here? <laughs> I don't see okay. why not. If somebody wants to take this idea and run with it, just give me credit later. Because have you guys been to Moab ever? Or do you know? Yeah. Are you familiar with Moab? I've okay. been to Moab. Okay. So all the trails have names, you know, like, um, you know, there's the Rim and there's Steel Bender and there's Metal Masher and there's, um, you know, uh, Golden Spike. Obstacles, Golden Spike, Poison Spider, um, you know, you name it. It goes on and on, right? So when the last time I got approached about making aluminum dildos, I was like, you know what? This needs to, when you go to Moab, you can like buy shot glasses and stickers that show like all the trails you did. There needs that we need to name these trails after the, or these dildos after trails. Right. So there needs to be the Moab metal masher. (laughs) Steel bender. (laughs) The list is endless, but somebody needs to make dildos and name them after Moab Trails, and I Pritchett's think there's a Pritchett's Canyon. For that. <laughs> oh my god. Rock yeah, or not. Pritchett's Canyon, Golden but that would be funnier. Pritchett's Canyon. Gold Bar Rim. Golden Spike <laughs> in it, anodized gold. How about Dump Bump? You know? <laughs> I mean... Oh my god, He's broken wonderful. Steve, so obviously this is not appropriate for the main. I'm just kidding. That's no, amazing. We had to get that out... That was to... the last time it came up. The person who asked me was actually in the Moab area. And I was like, damn, that's what they need to do. They need to start naming these things after the Moab trails. Make it. That would be hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. So if anyone's with it, that came from Juline first. Yeah. We can make one that's a chode and call it Hell's Revenge. <laughs> there you go. Hell's Revenge. Boom. Boom. Cliffhanger. We just need whoever whoever decides to run with that. All you need to do is put on the bottom of it just a little SM. Okay. We just do our gear logo. That's good. Done. That's all we need. That's all I need. Little props <laughs> and I'm set. And that's all. And I then need. taper haters as well. And taper haters. Or, yeah. <laughs> taper hater so club. Well, I guess you could make a blunt dildo, but yikes. Ouch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no judgments. No judgments. No judgments. Reach their own. No judgments. 
love that would be the chode. The crazy that would stuff. Be the chode dildo it wouldn't be that tapered. I have, I have got to say, I'm pretty early in my in my business. I haven't been in it for 20 years, um, but I have not had anything <laughs> that crazy come through my door yet. It would not surprise you've me never, if somebody gets. You've never had an aluminum dildo come to you and say, "Hey, can you polish this for me, Steve?" I've not yet. Just wait. Now they're going to come knocking. They are. Oh yeah, wait. I was going to say now. Now, Julian, somebody's going to come to you that listens to yes. the podcast and be like, "They're going to order need it. a chode aluminum dildo." And I need it. Please send it to the Total <laughs> Offer Podcast, care of Steve. For I've polishing, got please. For you, for, refer them over to you now. Yes. <laughs> the next one. I- <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm so glad that I am remote. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm remote. <laughs> the things that come up are quite funny, but. But I mean, in all fairness, you know, over the years, we've always had an off-road interest. We're outdoor people. And early on, we got a ton of business through off-road companies. And that kind of led us in the direction of seeing what other people were making and doing. And it was like, we can can make something that's a step up. You know, we can make something that's better. We're seeing the flaw in this. Are we seeing we've got an idea that might help here? And so that kind of over the years just sort of developed. Um, and and I think early on, we probably had the idea of maybe trying to do the off-road company thing, but I honestly put the brakes on that pretty fast because, yeah, not, I think our, you know, you got to know what you're good at and your expertise and and really master that, you know? Stay in your lane. I mean, it seems like you've got it pretty well. Like, you know, the people that come to you for off-road parts, they know you, <coughs> excuse me, they know you make good parts, but then you're not limiting yourself uh, away from like those, those NASA opportunities or, or whatever, or the dildo opportunities. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and that's exactly it because, um, I have the ability to stay very diverse and I like that, you know, like, yeah. especially if the um, off-road industry changes someday. I mean, then you've got some other industries like machining will never go away. The off-road industry is definitely going to change. Who knows how fast, who knows how soon, um, but there's no question about it. It's just a question of when and and how will it change. So it's good that you have kind of a backup. It's kind of a, so to speak. we come back to, um, you know, when it comes down, we aren't worrying about designing parts in the nipple cutting industry or, you know. <laughs> in the, oh, I in thought the I saw nipple cutters as one of your uh, options on your website. It's on here. Yeah. Nipple yeah. cutters like our logo so that there's like this scar through the middle that you know is a gear. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a gear. Well, you said they're like cookie cutters, you could do like Rudolph, it would, it would rain, look like rainbow, a, reindeer shaped ones for Christmas. It would look like it had a bite taken out of it. <laughs> Definitely, our, our focus is always on the off road side, our off road customers, and, and expanding our product line in that arena. But I always go back to I'll take work and I do take work from just about anybody, you know, um, we eventually might start dabbling a little bit into, um, what's safe with firearms. You know, we definitely Mm -hmm. all, I'm definitely a good gun person. I've influenced a lot of the staff to become good gun persons too. So, um, but everything that's going to be ATF safe, you know, I'm not going to be making lowers and barrels and, you know, that comes in only uh, and poorly. Yeah, I'm not going to invite the government into my life any more than they already oh, are. Gosh. I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. What um, what kind of licensing do you have to have at that point? Is there is there a bit of licensing licensing that'll come with having with making firearm parts? Um, anything that's serialized, you have to be on, you have to have an FFL for. Mm. Um, 
but anything else, like I can make Picatinny rails, I can make, uh, you know, muzzle brakes, I can make all sorts of little things. Um, right now, we've got a couple of customers that order a few small uh, run gun components from us that are 100% safe. I have a safe meaning they're not, I don't need an FFL to make them, you know. Yeah, right. Um, one of my old employees was actually on the sheriff's department for 23 years. And so he's kind of my gun liaison person. Anytime something comes up, I'm not making silencers mm-hmm. ever. Love silencers, but I'm not going to make them. Why are you making? And people Get come in, in all the time and they're like, can you make, can you make me this baffle? And I'm like, Get the fuck out of here with that. I don't even want that in my shop. Yeah. <laughs> don't throw it away in my garbage either. <laughs> no, like, no, I don't even want I no, no, my phone's always listening. I'm like, NSA, we're not doing it. We're not doing did it. you did you did you hear we're not going to do that? <laughs> no suppressors. I have, uh, I have a construction customer who wanted me to um bore out a cannon barrel. He had like this old holy cannon. Cow. What? <laughs> yeah, he wanted me to clean it out. And I was like, Dave, don't tell me it's a cannon. Tell me it's a water feature or something for your wife's patio. You know, <laughs> tell me it's a cannon. Why do you need it fluted? I don't care. It's a water feature. <laughs> I want that water to spin when it comes out of this water cannon. Water yeah, feature. I can't, I can't help you, you know, uh, but I'll play yeah. ignorant. But no, I mean, we never did anything. But, but no, there's there's a lot of little things. There's you know, shrouds and different things that... um definitely fit right in the machining wheelhouse and gun parts are kind of hard to come by more and more with the way the world is right now. So it is, it's a market that makes sense, but what I prefer to do is not necessarily have anything that's a summit machine part, but find customers in that arena that outsource, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can make them good parts. So that's really what we do best is like, I've got so many awesome off-road customers I don't want to take their business. Like, I just want to give them our good parts that they can make their business better with. Right. That's all I care about. You know? Yep. I like that. The, uh, uh, I have, we got a local machine shop here. And when I used to take stuff over to him, the owner, I was lucky enough to deal with him directly. And, uh, I would go in and ask him to do something for me. And he's like, and I'd say like, yeah, this is for, you know, such and such vehicle. He's like, nope, mm-mm, don't need any of that information. What do you need done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Well, that's uh, how I feel. It's like, the less I know, the you better. Know, and I, appreciate, I appreciate when people tell me stuff, but it's like, it's more, I'm just kind of waiting through to see what's relevant to what I need to know. You know, yeah. I need dimensions um, and numbers. Yeah. I mean, and tell me application, tell me some stuff, but I, you know, I, I don't care what kind of seats you got and I don't care, you know, what kind of, if it's a, <laughs> I just don't, you know, what kind of harnesses you're running. I don't, don't care. Don't care about your transmission. I, I don't have, care about your driving. Not my thing, but, yeah. um, I have, to, yeah. I have to ask you, um, I oh, have, yeah. because I was told if you were on the podcast to ask you, uh, one of our listeners is in the process. I don't know if he called you yet for, for links or not, but he's in the process of putting four link under the back of his Jeep Cherokee. So, Roughly 5,000 pound rig, one ton axles, uh, stock drive line. And he was curious to know what you would recommend for link size. So, um, I, my next question is always like, what size joints is he planning on running? Cause that's going to be right. the early determining factor on what size diameter material, because the thing that I try to focus on is making sure I maintain at least three eighths wall thickness on control arms for people where we're threading things in. So. You know, if he's running one inch 
Himes, then we can bump him to like an inch and three quarter diameter link. Um, and he should be just fine. I've two inch him wheel. Be he needs two inch. Um, if he's doing an inch, <laughs> yeah. If he's doing an inch and a quarter, um, Himes or, you know, rod end of some nature, then two inches where I would start him out at, but then we're back to two and a quarter is quite likely going to be a better fit for him. Um, yeah spend a little bit more up front and you're not going to have to replace them later because aluminum still bends, you know, metal still bends. Oh, yeah. it, the, the beauty of 7075, whether your listeners know, I'm, I'm going to assume you guys would, especially um, Derek, because you said you're an engineer, but um, you know, the beauty of the 7075 <clears throat> um, and then we use a T651. Um, we also use a T6511. The difference being one's extruded, one's cold finish. Um, but metallurgically, they're very, very similar. Um, but they have a memory to them is what it's kind of referred to as um, slang slang terms. But um, so it will forgive. It will bend as it's ha- under under load or pressure or external or even through torque. And then once that pressure is relieved, most of the time it returns to straight. Um, but we definitely have had people who, I mean, bend. We've had, obviously, we've talked about the breakage, but I've had people yeah. bend two and two and a quarter links. Um, they hit it just hard enough, just right, and it just leaves that arch in there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What the but, hell? I thought aluminum was like rubber." <laughs> yeah, I think it is like magic, and it's like no. But for ninety, I I would feel confident saying ninety nine percent of the time, if you move from steel to if you're moving from steel because they're bending, and you move to aluminum in the right way, then you're going to eliminate that bending problem um, yeah. majority of the time. But there's no guarantee. You know. the best way I the best way I describe it is like you can spec out an aluminum link the same to have the same like ultimate strength ultimate tensile strength as a steel link, but the aluminum is going to take more bend before it permanently deforms than a steel link will right a steel link is probably going to from size from like you know two inch to two inch the steel is stronger there's no question about that, but it's heavier. And, you know, typically people run tube steel, so it, it's going to bend and stay bent more easily than aluminum does. Um, but uh, yeah, like when you say it has the memory, that's like the really, that's the simpler way to, uh, simple, I don't mean simple in a derogatory way. I mean, it's just like the. Like a Lehman term, you know? It's yeah, yeah, easy- yeah, 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 yeah. No, so yeah, it's an easier way to describe it. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of science behind it. And I don't even fully understand it, to be honest. I'm not like a materials engineer by any means, um, but I've dabbled enough. So yeah, it's, it's really actually really interesting. So I'm, I'm definitely pro aluminum links, especially lowers. You're pro there's a couple of, like misnomers out there. I, you know, I get calls regularly that's, or people tag me on Facebook and they're, they're like, um, you know, Jolene can answer what's, you know, when people are like, what's stronger? Mm-hmm aluminum link or a steel link and it's like well it's like asking what's sweeter an apple or an orange you know like you you're not they can be compared but you have to compare them the right way because they're not they can be compared but they're not comparable if that is like they can be used in the same situation the same application but they're definitely not for the same purpose they are completely different materials they behave completely differently and one's going to have a benefit where another one has a detriment so it's like you have to you know i help educate people on the pros and cons of each and i've done like massive write-ups on on different you know on the on the facebook and i usually refresh it every year and people enjoy sort of seeing what 
what are the pros and cons? But one thing that is a big misnomer, people think automatically going from steel to aluminum means you're going to save weight. Um, and again, there's so many factors to compare. You know, if you're going from two and in, two inch quarter wall steel to a solid two inch link, you're saving like 0.4 of a pound <laughs> per foot. You know, there's really not much there. Yeah. But, um, you know, and if you're going from two, two and a quarter DOM to two and a, or excuse me, if you're going from two, two inch, I can't even talk now, two inch quarter wall DOM to two and a quarter inch links, they're going to weigh more than your steel but by a little bit from, as well. So, but you're going from a hollow DOM steel link to a solid aluminum link. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, a, a solid steel and solid aluminum, your steel is going to be massively heavier. All right. Uh, but that is a big misnomer that's out there is that you can save weight by going to aluminum. And that's just not on the surface, a proper thing. Um, Have you ever, or is it even possible to like gun drill a link? <laughs> Obviously there's a length restriction if you were able to, I don't know if that's a, uh, uh, it's possible. I'm not tooled to do it. My machine. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. I didn't know if you had the tools to do it. Um, cause I always, I always wondered about that. I mean, the only other way would to like easily do it would be to get aluminum tubing and then like TIG weld in bungs the same way that you would with a steel, but that's way less. Five aluminum tubing is if it's existent, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would, it would probably wouldn't even be 7075 now that you mentioned that. So but it'd be like yeah, some kind of extruded different alloy, but yeah, it would be expensive to do. It's probably cheaper to gun drill it. You just have to find the right machine trap. And it, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it. No. But yeah. Somebody's done it somewhere, you know. Only, the, yeah. The people only, are, yeah, anyway. The only time that would be worth it is if uh, you were trying to take your rig from 10,000 pounds down to 8,000 pounds. Yeah, but it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> it yeah. would still be a really heavy rig and you'd come down on it and like dent the aluminum. You would right. be, not bend it permanently, but you'd have like a nice gouge in it. <laughs> you'd be taking away the integrity. It's like that 10,000 right. pound rig needs three inch solid aluminum links. <laughs> yeah, so you put four inch hollow links on it. Boom. <laughs> Drive shafts. I've had a guy reach out. Yeah. That might be our next. I had a guy reach out. He wants four inch links. Wow. Holy crap. That's insane. I mean, I do. I remember my truck came with a four inch aluminum drive shaft. I mean, obviously it was super thin wall and it had like foam inside of it, which was cool. <laughs> um, but that thing bent. I put three of them on my truck before I went to a two piece steel and then never had the issue again. But what it's the? crazy. Four inches. That's so big. That's an it's enormous. Is it a monster truck? That's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Got it. <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's like a 77 Chevy like uh you know crew cab dually that he's gonna do some insanity things with again things that I tend to forget those details um yeah because it's not important to what you're doing remember <laughs> I think I was <laughs> when I was talking to, to uh Steve yesterday I said you know I forget so much it's like I can't fit 10 gallons of shit in a five gallon bucket like it's like she didn't remember My us. Consists of, I have two children when I wake up. Do I have two children when I go home? I have, <laughs> you know, have this, this is my business and these are my people and these are the jobs. Where are we? That's like, I mean, you get to a point where that's kind of your life. Like, yep. um, there's not a lot of dilly dallying time left around to, that's you right. 
something goes in my brain, something else has got to evacuate because it's full. <laughs> Gonna put it on paper. <laughs> uh, so, you guys ready to move this over to the Patreon? Did we get all? I of think our before we up? end, we didn't really do our little section of oh, what did you do last week, I Steve? Off road wise, I did do things. Did I put my diff cover back on my Dana forty four? And nice. I backed out of the shop and parked on a rock pile. Nice. Killing it. Uh, I <laughs> see. I'll make it quick. I finally have an appointment with a spindle doctor. Oh, that's awesome. So they're coming on Monday. He's going to, he's like, well, that axle is different. Cause he knows that they, they friction weld like the spindle and tube to the actual axle tube on the Oh one to 2010, 14 bolts. Um, so he's like, we can probably do something, but I need to come and take like all the measurements. And I was like, that's fine. So I'm gonna take the hub apart this weekend. I'll verify too, that the bend is outside of the brake flange. Cause he was like, we we're going to mount the lathe to the brake mounting flange. So if that thing is not perpendicular to the axle tube, your spindles going back on bent. Mm. So I was like, yeah, that's probably important for me to check. So I'm going to do some crazy stuff with the dial indicator and whatnot. How did you bend? Uh, a V8 and 8,000 pound rig okay. <laughs> bouncing up a, uh, yeah, and a doubler and we were going up, it was in, uh, not Windrock, the other one, Harlan last November. And it's not bent. It's not like crazy bent. Like I drove it 600 miles home and I got home and I don't remember how I noticed. I was like, the alignment looks off, like just looks off. And so I finally got down into it. It's been an, a degree and a half on one side. And, and I checked the whole axle tube is straight. Um, but, and then when I unbolted the, well, when I unbolted the brakes, the brake pads were worn funny and worn like crazy. And then I also unbolted the axle shaft and it was like, you know, it was like, I think you could see that they weren't true anymore. So um, once I got into measuring it, I found out that it was about a degree and a half off of like toe in and then like, half a degree of camber or a little less than a degree of camber. So, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's one thing that needs to be fixed. Uh, and so I'm going to, it, it sounds, it's pretty cool. Actually they have, I mean, they do this mostly on bigger rigs like medium duty and heavy duty trucks, um, that like burn up a, a, a bearing and it just gishnorts the spindle. So they'll cut the spindle out with a lathe that, bolts onto the axle somehow and they'll they'll like out outside lathe it i don't i don't even know how you describe it i guess they cut the the spindle off and then they come in with a lathe that just bolts to the axle and and then they press in the new spindle and then they weld it right on the spot so they'll actually can do it on the side of the road i think is really their bread and butter because it's like an emergency service um that's actually you know if, if they're free it's probably cheaper than a tow so or not, maybe not on the side of the road, but in like a, you know, a parking lot or um, a truck stop or something like that. But, but yeah, they'll come to me, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, I was like, I can drive it to you. And they're like, well, we don't have a shop. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> we have a van. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I think the listeners might want to know and the real listeners who made it this far. So last week, uh, Chris Willie talked about the core um, complete off-road experience. Um, and Steve wasn't sure if I could go. And I have confirmed that I'll be there unless some crazy shit happens. So <laughs> I plan to be there. So that'll be cool. I, I'm excited about that. And 
yeah, we were definitely involved in kind of the behind the scenes planning for that. Um, but yeah, drive your rig, wheel your rig, drive your rig home is the goal on that trip. So that'll be awesome. Should, should be a good time. And I've never wheeled in Iowa, so I'm excited to check that out and wheel some private, uh, some private land there. So that's my stuff. I think it's time Being to go. That I'm in a mountainous state. Does Iowa even have elevation changes? It's there. They have rivers. Yeah. There's hills that, and things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've it's driven not, through. It's very flat to me, but. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 off roading in Indiana, which is pretty flat. Um, and you know, it's not like it's not like you're driving up a, a mountain for like miles, but there's there's elevation changes. I always, I always, people always are surprised when I'm, when they're like, you live in Illinois and you mountain bike. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not mountain biking, but I'm trail riding with the mountain bike, you know, up and down, you know, there's there, all of the trail systems around here for mountain bikes are like next to a river. Right. And so it's mostly flat and then they go down, you know, 50 to a hundred feet to the river. And so they basically build the trails up and down and up and down the side of the hill next to the river. So, um, I do remember listening last week you know you were talking about and i know this exists it's just foreign to me but i know it's a, a, a common thing but you know the private land thing mm-hmm. i live uh-huh. out in the wild wild west where you know you act like there's plenty of private land but i've got tens of thousands of acres of blm property and yep. thousands of miles of trails that i just go drive and go wherever i want to go whenever i want to go there you know it's you, um you're trying to get kicked off this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Steve's jealous. I mean, I'm jealous too, but I will turn you down. No, I, post. Hear I hear about it. And, and I, I, you know, I try to tell people, I, I feel bad that there's so many parts of this country. I mean, once you get kind of East of Colorado, that like line, you know, um, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, all the way up mm-hmm. and over it, you lose all that open space. Yep. Um, well, it's still there. It's just not public land. It's all farmer owned. Yeah. And we have it so good here and we need to not fuck it up. You know, these people Uh need to start behaving because I want my kids to be able to go out and do this stuff and not have to just go to an off-road park or go to private land and have it done. It's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it gets progressively worse as you go East. Cause for us, it's like, we pay money to enter this place and that's that, right? Like, and they usually take good care of the place. Like the Badlands is the one that we go to in Indiana and they they do all kinds of maintenance and they do a pretty good job. There's a shit ton of razors that probably fund the park, but, you know, it's a good time. But I've got friends that wheel up in the East Coast and you have to be part of like an off-road club. So it's like private. You don't really pay to enter, but you have to be you have to pay to be part of that club that does the maintenance. And okay. you have to like get in with people. So you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go over there now. Yeah. No, you have to like plan it and like be part of the club and they have trail days. Have- have you guys ever been out? I mean, I know you said you've been to Moab, but I mean, have you ever been like out here in the West and like experienced our vastness? Oh yeah. Moab, Colorado, Montana for ultimate adventure, Wyoming for ultimate adventure, and then South Dakota for ultimate adventure. That's oh, about awesome. as far, that's as far West as I've gotten. I mean, Moab was awesome. I want to go back. I also want to do sand hollow. And then I also want to do the Rubicon, but that's, that's a 32 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Moab's three hours for me, and Santa Paula's five. She is five. getting kicked off. She wants to get kicked <laughs> off. My wife and I were so my wife and I were planning on moving to Colorado for a long time, and then, well, our jobs kind of 
they were like, Hey, here's some more money. Do you want to just stay here? And we were like, well, that's hard to turn down. <laughs> so, um, I totally get it. I just, I feel so fortunate. Like I've, I tell people I, I hit the lottery twice in my life. I was born in the U S and I was born in Utah and I'm not Mormon. I, this, <laughs> is a, this is a fantastic state. Like, yeah, it's a beautiful state. We have so much at our disposal. Um, yes. And I think you know, Nevada, <clears throat> that is similar. Idaho, similar Wyoming, you know, we just have, I've, I live in the suburbs. I was 20 miles. I'm in 20 miles south of Salt Lake. So I have the convenience of the city. I have wow. the congestion of the city. But I can drive. We have great traffic. I can be downtown Salt Lake, which is 20 miles from me in like 15 minutes. You know? Hey, you drive fast. <laughs> I drive 50 miles west and I'm in the West Desert. And there's wild horses. I can shoot guns. I can off-road. I can explore mines. Um, in the summer, I can go 50 miles to the east and I'm at 10,000 foot elevation, you know, and I'm in the, the mountains or I can go snow skiing or or boating or w- depending on the season. I mean, it's just it's an oyster here. It's amazing. I don't you know? like you anymore. Sorry, <laughs> but you can come visit anytime and I'll make sure that you go out and have fun. That sounds wonderful. There you go. That sounds great. <laughs> Um, with aluminum dildos, I'll bring. There you go. Oh, I knew dang. it was coming. Aluminum chodes. <laughs> yeah, I should send her like the dimensions for this thing. Have them mill that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make. We'll make anything. It's happening. You're getting emails now, Jolene, on this. So, <laughs> well, I will take a video of me polishing a dildo without oh, problems. I will blast that all over the place. Well, so Paul, don't polish it too good because it needs to then go to Steve to get like summer shine. <laughs> finish, finish shine. Summer I'm pretty shine, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, TikTok will community will will slap me with a community violations for that one. Community guideline uh, violation. Yeah, that'd have to be on the uh, the dark web. <laughs> dark web. Reddit. Um, <laughs> okay. so Julian, is there right, anything... I think we need to move to the Patreon at this point. We do. It's getting. <laughs> it's going that way. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we do get out of here? Oh no! I mean, I'm terrible at plugging my own business. Um, it should be better at it after this long, but no. If I mean, if if somebody is looking for upgraded top shelf off road components for their builds, um, we are definitely the company that can hook you up with that. We can get you set up with some beautifully machined seventy seventy five aluminum links. We've got our in house made billet flex joints or weld on style flex joints that will give you longevity and performance. Um, we make them in sizes from track bar sizes all the way up to gargantuan three-inch boys. Um, we make all the Heim hardware if you want to stick with Heims. Um, custom machining outside of that. We've made all sorts of stuff. So, um, if you yeah. No, I mean, the, our job is to make sure that we make a good part. We make it right. Um, and that, you know, it's going to be on your vehicle for a long time. I like it. I will. I will say that. If not for Andrew Duggar, I probably, I don't know how much longer it would have been before I knew who you were. So Andrew's an awesome guy. Oh, he'll like that. He's awesome. <laughs> that'll that'll keep good, him. He's a good kid. That'll keep him in the Patreon for a little longer. A <laughs> you think he's a good you kid? Know. He seems he's all right. He's a good kid. His, his wife is awesome and he's got the three cutest little girls I've ever seen. You know? He lucked out. He, he's he he's a good kid. I like. And him. he's always been a fan of us, and he's always been so supportive of us. And and that's the kind of stuff that, like, you know, I I appreciate and I honor, and I don't want to ever. I'm going to say the word taint. 
I don't ever want to taint, you know? <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> it is a wrap. That, that kind of following with a customer or the customers we've got, I mean, yeah. that's just such a privilege. I'm just, I feel blessed. When they're diehard like so, that, it really means a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, I, I'm just thankful that I've been able to earn that kind of commitment from them. So yep. it's nice. Indeed. Well, you guys go check out Summit Machine. I will put a link to it in the show notes below and go check out all the cool stuff that they make and some of the cool stuff you see there. Um, are you guys on Instagram? Yep. Okay. Summit Machine as well. Just Summit Machine. Perfect. Go check out Summit Machine on Instagram. I will put that link below as well. And check out our normal sponsors, Complete Off-Road and Crawler Off-Road, Off-Road Anonymous and also uh morphlate make sure you check out all those cool people you can check those out on the link section over at totalofroadpodcast.com thanks for joining us for episode 125 and derek have you any last words i do leaf springs for life and <laughs> i missed the last one what you cut out i said leaf springs for life end the show right now oh and like <laughs> that's a wrap and that's a mic but i don't want to actually drop my mic cuz it was expensive <laughs> Excellent. Lee Springs for life and don't forget the taper and we'll catch you on the trail. Don't forget the taper. It was a good one. <laughs> Don't forget the taper. I love it. <laughs>